Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, styling, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for a thrift adventure. I'm back. Welcome to your thrift dose. I have thrift things to share with you. I'm going to tell you about a couple hauls I had. I'll do a record review. Yay! And then I'm going to update you on a couple of brief news items. And I'm going to interview Angelique of Thrift Store Stylist Fame over on Instagram. Excited to share with you all her positive vibes and life lessons and thrift skills. So stick around for that. Thrift hauls. All right, here we go. So the first thrift haul I want to tell you about happened in the middle of or around the cleanup of a family crisis I had in which my son had a car accident that was very serious the week before. And we dealt with that, but we had to go car shopping. So if you've gone car shopping, it's not fun, right? Especially for a used car, for a teenager. It's not like when I was growing up and, you know, you could just walk down the street and somebody was selling a car. It's very competitive right now for used cars. So I knew it was going to be a stressful day. And you guys know how much I promote and talk about self-care. On the way to one of the many used cars that we went and looked at during the used car saga, we passed one of my favorite thrift stores and I really wanted to go in, but my husband thought I was joking and he was like, no, no, we got to stay focused. And so we had a little uh, tiff about it, but long story short, we went to the car place. It was terrible experience. So on the way back, he was like, if you still want to stop at the thrift store, let's do that. And I hadn't thrifted since we went to the beach, which I don't know if I told you guys about that. I probably should tell you about that too. I digress. And it was lit. I got so much good stuff. So I was glad we had worked out our little squabble, though, because every song that was playing in the thrift store was like one of the saddest country songs I may have ever heard. Every single one. It was kind of hilarious. So I'm listening to sad country songs and sorting through the most amazing thrift. Some of the finds that I wanted to tell you guys about was I got four vintage house dresses that are absolutely incredible for about 3 to $4 a piece. And they are so, so cute. And I'm going to be selling them at my vintage pop-up. So at the end of the episode, if you're interested in attending the vintage pop-up, be sure and check the show notes for this episode because I'll put a link to Brickadelic on Facebook and you can get the event information there. If you live in the San Antonio and surrounding areas, I would love for you to come and meet with me and it's going to be next weekend. Anywho, I was super excited. I actually got a lot of stuff. I think it was we stopped at Texas Thrift Store and the weekend before when we went to the beach, we stopped. So listen, I got stung by a jellyfish at the beach the weekend of the last podcast I released. 
as many times as I've been to the beach, living in Texas, California, and traveling around to different beaches, that has never happened to me before. My amazing husband saved the day. He looked up on the internet that I was supposed to be doused in cold vinegar and shave my legs. He shaved my damn legs on the beach in my thrifted dollar bathing suit. Thank you very much. It was kind of amazing. So <laughs> later that night... We went to a thrift store on our way home, but we were both pretty exhausted, so we didn't stay very long, and it was pretty late. But I did manage to score a gorgeous vintage Art Deco butterfly batwing sleeve top that I know somebody is going to go bananas over. And I got it for two bucks, you guys, and it's in the most beautiful sherbet colors. So I'll post a picture of that over on the website, Thrift Therapy Pod, in the show notes for this episode. You gotta go look it out. It was worth the jellyfish sting. It was worth the 30 minutes to thrift in a strange town. It was worth it all. I can't believe I got this top for $2. I can't believe no one else bought it. Hashtag thrift gods, am I right? So now I want to tell you guys news you can use. First of all, I will be taking a short mid-season break after this episode. So I will be returning with six more episodes of season four, September 19th. And I'm going to be coming at you with an interview with Deborah Rappaport of Advanced Style Fame. And she is going to give us all these wonderful tips about thrifting, being creative, and how to show your best self no matter what your age is and no matter what society tells you about how to look, how to dress, how to be. I had a great time talking to Deborah, and I think that she's a perfect way to kick off the second half of this season. So be sure, be sure and subscribe to Thrift Therapy on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you can get that Deborah Rappaport episode right into your inbox. You don't want to miss it, and that will be out September nineteenth. Other updates for you guys is that. I broke the top 100 in my category on iTunes for the first time this season. The competition has gotten fierce. There's a lot more podcasts out there that I'm having to compete with. And so it hasn't happened yet this season, but it just happened with the last episode. I was in the top 100 in um, fashion and beauty. Super excited to be back there. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are the ones who make that happen. Every subscription, every download, and every review is what gets me there. So I appreciate y'all so much. Thanks for that. And I just wanted to share that and celebrate with you. I happen to have an example of a finely written review by Rianne. And here's what it says. Curated community, five stars. I just found this podcast and I love it. I have often felt that thrifting was an existential experience and this podcast has helped me to realize I am not alone. I love the record reviews, the thrift hall descriptions, and especially the interviews. Libby is doing an amazing job at creating a community of stylish and supportive thrifters. I can't wait to listen to them all. Thanks so much, Rianne. I thank you so much, Rianne, and I did send you some goodies in the mail. I hope you got them. I hope you love them. And keep listening to the show. I love this community we're creating as well. High fives. 
I want to take the time to thank a couple new Patreons because while they don't drive up my ranking, they are really what keeps the podcast going, their financial support and their dedication to sustainable lifestyle. So thank you, Lindsay W., for signing up as a Patreon and Ariel B., Ariel also volunteered to be a new moderator for the Facebook group. So if you have content ideas, at Ariel Bywater, and she'll be happy to get that group moving for you in a direction that you'd like to see it go. The results of the poll that we did last time was that you guys did want a newsletter. So on the season break, I will be working on that. And I'll update you on that when we return in September. Now it's time for the record review. I'm going to review for you guys one of the records I picked up on my Austin thrift trip when I went to the Creative Queso meetup. It's a Barry White album. It's called The Message is Love. And it has one of the best album covers I've ever purchased at a thrift store. It's super cool. As always, I'll be putting a picture of the album art up on the webpage under the show notes. This season, I've been doing extended show notes. So having gone and checked them out, I mean, I'm doing a lot of uh, stuff that I don't normally do, which is putting pictures of the guests, links to their webpages, talking about them a little bit and their mission. So I'm putting a little effort into that, and I hope that it's benefiting you. And the same with the record review. So I'll have the front and back pictures so you can check that out. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about the album and the clip I'm going to play for you. So this particular album, The Message is Love, is a self-produced album by Barry White. It was released in 1979. And of course, I'm getting all this from Wikipedia. I mean, no need to call Barry White and ask him what the fuck. But anywho, from Wikipedia, The Message is Love is a self-produced album by Barry White. It was released in 1979. So I was nine years old when this album was released. Of course, I didn't listen to it then. What nine-year-old listens to Barry White? Probably none. Maybe some. I don't know. It's a little sexy. This is a very love-oriented album. And in fact, let me tell you that... Three, four, four... Of the seven tracks on this entire record have love in the title. And that's a lot. That's more than half. So, yeah, a little obsessed. And maybe that had something to do with the fact that the record was labeled a critical disappointment. And it only peaked at number 14 on the R&B Top 10, which I guess was a very poor performance for Barry White at that time, and it seemed to bark the beginning of what people are calling a career slump in the 80s. So, you know, I could see why, like, maybe he needed to look at some synonyms for love and maybe talk a little bit about something other than relationship. You know, just, you know, paint a broader stroke, Barry. Paint a broader stroke. But I got to tell you, because I wasn't listening for it critically, I was listening to it for a dollar fifty of pleasure and enjoyment. I'm glad I bought it. I like it. Let me set this first clip up for you. I'm going to play this song in particular as a shout out to my guest, Angelique, because we talked about loving yourself and how hard it can be. The title of this track is It Ain't Love, Baby, Until You Give It. Here's a little clip for you. 
taste, right? Like thump and beat. It's got that funky sound to it. You want to hear more, right? Okay. So honestly, I think this is the best song on the album. I like this disco funk. It makes me want to grab a pair of roller skates and hit the dance floor. Now, let me get into some lyrics with you. I'll set you up with another clip here. So the song goes on like that, and it's really catchy all the way through. It's got a nice nice rhythm. The chorus has these lyrics. It ain't love, babe, until you give it. No, it ain't life, babe, until you live it. Come on and give me your love, babe. Come on and give it. Girl, live your life. I mean, really live it. I want to live it now. I hope you want to live it too. I just like that song because it's really upbeat and I think it's a good like self-love mantra. Live your life, love yourself, give it, give it, give it. You cannot get and you cannot give what you don't have, so you got to love yourself. That's the way I'm going to interpret it. Let me play you a clip from a song that's probably more of what you expect from Barry White. This is the song called Love Ain't Easy and it's the first song on side two here you go. That's what you're expecting right there, right? That's that South Park chef interpretation of Barry White. Yeah, baby, those deep vocals. Well, this song only gets better in the way it plays that out. Check this out. Well, I would give this record probably what the average on Wikipedia said, which is like three stars. I'd probably give it three and a half stars or maybe four, which here we call them Nagels because, you know, back in the anniversary episode, we explained that. So maybe four Nagels. I'm going to be generous because it was $1.50 and also cover art. You get points for cover art. Well done. All right, well, that's a wrap to the first part of the show. We're going to take a break, get a word from our sponsors, and then I will be back with the fabulous Angelique, who is going to tell us about her brand, Thrift Store Stylist, what it means to her, and how she got there. you are on Instagram and you're into thrift, chances are you know a bit about my guest already, Angelique. And she is a bright, bubbly, caring, authentic, sustainable fashionista who had a career as a celebrity stylist, found that it didn't match her values, rearranged her life, and found her purpose in helping people on a budget tell the story of who they are inside with their clothes. I'm super happy to give her a platform to tell you more about her story. Here's Angelique. Hello, Angelique. Hi, beautiful. I've been stalking you on Instagram, and uh, I'm just same. thrilled. Yay. Same. I'm obsessed with you, Avi. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your thrift life. Now, what is your backstory? How did you grow up? Okay, so I grew up very poor. Literally prayed for food. and 
I inherited my sister's shoes and they were like too, they like hurt my feet because they were too small. So I was very poor. And um, my dad took me to the thrift store when I was, I think I was about five. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, this is a treasure hunt. And you need like go search and there are treasures here that you can find. And I went and just searched through the toys and I found this like $30 toy that was like $2 and was like, I couldn't believe that I got this toy. When that happened, a fire was just lit inside me of like, I can't believe that this is real, like that this can happen. That's the best origin story ever. And your dad (laughs) is my hero. He's my hero too. He's the best. That's the best way to tell somebody about a thrift store ever. That's what I tell my kids too. And we go yard selling and I'm just like, babes, this is a treasure hunt. And my daughter will take over um, the thrift store stylist eventually, but... I, it's, I'm, you know, it's, it needs to be taught. It's, it's, it's a real deal. I know. I like that. So your kiddos go with you and they, they, they're on your Instagram. I see them in Mm -hmm. your stories. They're adorable. Thank you so much. Tell the listeners a little bit about the thrift store stylist. How did that all get started? So I, I'm a wardrobe stylist. I actually worked Um, at a record label and I was lead stylist and I traveled to New York and LA and I was in the styling scene. I was married and had um, a baby girl, like my daughter who's nine was a baby girl at at the time. And I'll be honest, I got really caught up in it and it just wasn't flowing with my personal life. And I decided like, it was really hard, but I was like, I need to step away from this. And Um, I was working with like people that I just like, like celebrities that I've just dreamed of meeting, of meeting my whole life and, um, was able, I just, I mean, I just got, I'll be honest, I got caught up in it. And so I stepped away and I thought, okay, what can I like? So I have this wardrobe styling in me, but I also, I mean, I'm doing that obviously on like an insane budget. Right. But what I actually want to do is I want to empower people, especially women to feel amazing on a budget and not to feel like it's unattainable to look amazing on a budget. And so I tried a bunch of different things. I had the Angelique Boutique. I had um, these deals though. I had Style by Angelique. And then finally I was like, no, I'm the thrift store stylist. And when I decided that, like, it's only, it's almost been a year and a half since I've been doing it. And the growth I've had has been insane. And so my background is in wardrobe styling, but then I was like, no, like obviously recycled clothing is amazing. And there's story behind it. Like I always want to wear something that someone has cried in. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I love laughed that. in. Like, I just like love like the energy of like being in someone else's clothes and their experience. But yes, that is my background. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I didn't realize that you were like rags to riches, Hollywood bitches. <laughs> and then you were like, uh-uh, let's go back Mm-mm. to the roots. And yes. Let's make everyone fabulous. I love yes. that. Thank you, honey. Good on I you. I got no roots, but um, <laughs> I got no roots. Uh, (laughs) you know what I was thinking like if I could be another being I would want to be like a vintage evening gown yes yes yes, that just lives a lot of lives at interesting parties that Mm -hmm. yes I think that would be amazing yeah same and I 
I'm just saying. I'll just say same. Me so wh- what is your main gig? Which What do you do to make the most money? How do you support you and your sweet little family? So I actually sell medical equipment on the side until my YouTube and all the things take off because I'm making a little money here and there through my Instagram. But um, so I, I actually am a medical sales woman and which I am literally zero qualified for, but my sweet amazing ex-husband gave me his business when we separated because he wanted something for me to just be able to make money. Um, and I literally like I have, it's called a princess job. I work like maybe 15 hours a month and I'm not going to say how much I make, but it is plenty to pay the bills. And so that, that is why I get to thrift and I get to do my thing because I have a princess job and it's all due to my amazing, sweet ex-husband. And I just want to say like, Divorce doesn't have to be messy. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, that's a way to put it out there. I like it. Yeah. I agree. It, it doesn't, doesn't need to. to. I, I mean, if I, I really, truly love who he is. And I think he is, I'm so grateful. He's the parent of my children and I respect him and we respect each other. And it like co-parenting, I just, I think that sometimes it gets so messy and it doesn't need to. That's true. And uh, when I work with separating parents or yeah. blended families in my day job as a therapist. Oh, babe, is that really what you do? Uh-huh. Yeah. You were an actual therapist? I'm an actual therapist. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Mind blown. I thought it was just like, yeah, like therapy. Nope. But like, no, you are like a legit therapist. I'm I dead. I am. I you're, have a private You're even practice. more badass than I thought. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Yeah, it's hard work. I love it, though. It's just very serious. So I do this side hustle because I need something that's sort of community-based and hearted and that really lightens everything up for me. Yeah. But when I work with blended families, you know, I know not everybody can be friends with their exes. That's fine. I think that works totally fine. Uh, but you know, you don't have to be enemies. No, um, no, it's just really good to sort of think of it as like parenting is an awesome job we have. It's a privilege. If you... We can do this together, just mm-hmm. like I would do any job with someone. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a child of divorce. I know I'm getting off topic, but um, so when I decided to like that, it wasn't going to work out. I was like if I'm going to put my kids through this, they're going, like, I am going to just show up hard for them and their dad and like, and give him love and respect. And he's given me the same. And it has been really like, we are truly both very happy and it's, it's just been amazing. Anyways, that's a tangent, but. Well, that's what this show's about is like, how does thrift fit into our real life? It's yeah. not like just a shiny picture. Right. No. Sustainability. It's like right. a real thing. So where do you live now? I'm in um, like Salt Lake area oh, of right Utah. On. And I I moved out here. So I grew up Mormon. Are you familiar? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So I grew up Mormon and I was encouraged to move to Utah to find a husband. And I got married at 20, which I, I just want to say. Don't you, do it. Don't. <laughs> like I didn't. It breaks my heart that that religion encourages people to get married so young because there is so much life that you need to discover before you make a commitment like that. And I 
Uh, I get it. Yeah, I so got I'm, married at 22. It you was did? super dumb. What's yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, so yeah, so, and we were together for 12 years, but yes, but I'm in Utah because I was encouraged to move to Utah to find a husband. Uh, I, I interviewed someone who thrifts in Utah in either season one or season two, JT. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said there's something called Desert Industries there. Mm-hmm. Am how, I saying that right? It's like you, a Mormon. Yes, 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 yes. How does how does JT feel about that? Uh, he goes there and buys things. So I don't know. Other than that, we just talked about the thrift, right? Yeah, do yeah, you, yeah. Do you thrift there? I I am usually not on the rig. Like I'm usually all about savers and yard sales Uh, and I actually collab with savers. And so we kind of have like a a thing. Oh, nice. Hey, tell me about that. What do you do? um, So I just work with their marketing department and just like, we'll plug them once in a while and then they'll help support me through that. And I actually just pitched to them. So my dream is to have a TV series giving people thrift makeovers, but also teaching them about self-love because I feel like if you need a stylist, cause that's mainly what I do. I use thrifting through that, but if you need a, a stylist, there's usually something inside of you that brought you to a point of not knowing yourself enough to mm. need someone else to kind of give you that guidance. So it's, it's more about where are you like emotionally and where are you like, how much do you love yourself? And is it enough to just own whatever style you want? And not be afraid, you know? And so there's so much story behind needing a stylist, I found. Like, when I style, there's always a story behind it. And I want to share that. So I am very style versus fashion. And fashion, to me, is about fitting in. It's very fleeting. And it's it's very much looking around and assessing, like, okay, what is everyone wearing? And what do I need to fit in to look like all these Instagram models or whatever? Style, I believe, is more about belonging to yourself. And it's very intuitive. It's very much a part of you. It's about like people looking at you and getting to know like who you are without even saying words through like expressing that through the way you dress. And I am so passionate about style because it is so a part of everyone. And I think so. It's kind of an identity thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh I get that. Preach. Preach, baby. So I am very much like, so when I style people, I take them on self-love journeys too. Because I, I don't know, uh, we can talk about m- mental health stuff too, but. Um, What's your mental health journey been like for you? I have struggled with depression, anxiety. Um, I had a very traumatic childhood and um, I have been suicidal four times. I've had to be so- mm. hospitalized for it. I have had all the things, addiction, eating disorder, cutting, like all of, all of the things, my whole identity, or, and I think, you know, this is a therapist, but if you have trauma at a young age, your view of the world is very like through this unrealistic scope of like, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not Mm -hmm. enough. I'm not, I'm not safe. Right. We have these beliefs. Everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. There's something wrong with me, right? And and so I held on to those beliefs and I thought, okay, if I can be perfect, then I will belong. I'll fit in. And so I tried so hard, so hard to the point of being anorexic, to the point of like betraying myself over and over again just to fit in and to feel like I want to belong. And obviously I've learned that belonging and fitting in are two totally separate things. But Amen. Yes, yes, they are. Yes, they are. And so um, they're opposite, actually. 
the things that make you imperfect make you beautiful because they make you human. The idea of perfectionism, I've realized it actually isolates you because if people try to connect to you and you have this presence of being perfect, no one's perfect. So you're not like people are not going to gravitate to you. And I'm not kidding you. I literally had zero friends. I didn't trust anyone. I was bedridden for two years. I have an autoimmune disease too. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't stand for more than five minutes, got depressed. Mm. I mean, I've struggled so much and finding mm. that value in myself and realizing being completely authentic and, tr and belonging to myself my phrase I say is, I'm not for everyone, and that's okay. Oh, I love that. I'm not. And, you know, and I see, I, I understand now, you know, why you left your rock star style job and wanted something more authentic. Yeah. Because you have some new values now. Yes, you have yes. things that you feel like you need to live by that give your life meaning yes. and purpose. And I think that's sort of like the one thing when I look back over my life, which it, it's been quite a journey to be in the space I am now too. I always like hearing people's wellness journey because I think it, I resonate a lot with it. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't become a therapist because I needed something to do with my life. I became a therapist because I was broken and someone helped me heal. Yes. And, and I think when I look back over my life, the sort of continuity of self that I have is since I was just around three or four years old, I've always had a really strong sense of identity and style. Like I started that journey really? early. And then when I was a teenager, you know, Angelique, the, the wheels fell off. Mm -hmm. uh, the world really tried to change me yes, and it does broke me. Mm -hmm. And so my identity was kind of shattered instead of formed in a developmental perspective, you're forming your identity in adolescence, but right. mine didn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And so in my young adult years, I had to put myself back together and I got some new values too. Yes. Yes. And then I started trying to figure out how to live those and being a parent actually, as corny as it sounds, mm -mm. really gave me the inner strength I needed to do it. Yes. to really commit to an authentic and self-assured path where I really sort of feel vulnerable, but at the same time, impenetrable, like, right. I'm solid. I'm strong. I'm, yes. I'm me now. Like, like I love that. So I'm whole. Much. Yes. I cry every day about my kids. Like I literally, there's yeah. not a day that I don't cry. And I think the fact that like, as much as like the shit I've gone through, I am so grateful for it because it's brought me to where I am right now. And being a mom is the biggest it's privilege. Everything, yeah. It's it is crazy. And I used to say, like, I wanna just be alive so my kids have a mom. And now I'm like, I wanna thrive and show them what life like how to live life and how to yep. love and how to like embrace and be okay with pain and be okay with the yeah. hard stuff like and the things that I the shit I've been through I'm so grateful because I get to show my children now I, what like what life can be and it's messy and it's hard and it's beautiful and it's it's intense but it also it's is worth it it's worth it and that's it and that's a beautiful journey I just sort of think of my journey as a kind of giant painting or quilt where it's not quite done, you know, but I can stand back and look at it and the whole thing's beautiful. Oh. But when I'm making it, it feels incomplete or disjointed at times. Yeah. And you do sort of have to step back and, and look at the whole thing to see the beauty 
in a single life. And then if you can take even more steps back and look at the whole world as some kind of beautiful, creative process, then it doesn't feel so bad. You feel like it makes sense that way. Oh, yeah, of course it's messy, you know. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? I can just say something about messes. We lost, like, somewhere, I don't know when, but we lost that sense of, like, it's not it's not okay to make messes. And it's not okay, like, like, these things that we're taught, like, it's not okay to be messy. And so when I eat, it is literally, like, people should be disgusted. (laughs) Because I don't care. I'm just so into the food and so excited about it that, like... I'm so messy, but messies for like mess is like a proof of a memory for me. And I am so okay with it. Like it's proof that like something beautiful happened. One of the things that I hated about myself is how messy I was. Like that was one of my perfectionism things that, and then I was like, no, like, like being messy. Like I'm not going to shame myself for that. Like I'll do my best to be better at it, but it's okay. Like messes actually are beautiful. Like, cause they're proof of something magical happened. I don't know. That's a really good way to look at it. I need to work on that a bit more. My son <laughs> is a giant tornado disaster. Yes. Same. My kids are too. Oh my God. Oh yeah. My, God. I went off my daughter, she made slime and stained my entire counters ah. and my, my favorite shorts that I thrifted that ah. like were like literally <laughs> goals. And I was so mad. And I was like, no, like she had so much fun. It's yeah. okay. Like it's this is it's curiosity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm working on it. So thanks for that inspiration. Of course. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I like to pull it back to how style helps us maybe like um really show the world who we are that day, you know, yeah. like I I can't show the world every part of myself in a single moment. Right. Uh-huh. So each day I kind of pick a part of myself to put out there. You know, mm-hmm. say, okay, that. this is who I am today. Yesterday, right. I was 1980s grandma <laughs> school teacher. That's a part of me. Some days yes. I like that. So yes. sometimes I'm a little crotchety, you know? Yes. So, but what are some of your favorite style tips? Like maybe you have a couple that you could share with the listeners on yes. how to pull their insides out, how to show who they are and feel comfortable in their own style identity. I don't know if this will resonate for everyone, but this has been something new to me. I don't get dressed. I play dress up every day. I don't wear clothes. I wear costumes. <laughs> and I love, like, I'm, I'm literally wearing a tiara and purple lipstick right now. Like, that sense of, like, that childlike wonder of, like, loving dress up and loving, like, you know, and I see it in my daughter, and I just love it so much, and it helps me, too. But I let go mm-hmm. of whatever society thinks. I wear the boldest, loudest clothes and people will see their stare or, or laugh or say something. And I am so okay with it. I'm very passionate about belonging to yourself. Okay. And, and through that, I have heard so many of my clients say, I can't pull that off. And yep. that is the, it's the biggest, I, I want to say disbelief. There's like a bigger, like, that's the biggest, what is a word that it was like? It's a mind prison, you know? It, it like, is a mind prison. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is. You can pull off whatever you want. You just wear it. You rock it. You own it. You love yourself. Style is like something that is so intuitive. It's so you. Who cares about what anyone thinks? Your opinion matters more than anyone else's. 
Okay, well, let's break that down so people know how to do it. One of the things that happens in therapy is, you know, they'll have gone to therapy and they'll hear all these things like you have to love yourself, you have to accept yourself. But they'll come in and they'll say, like, I really have no idea how to do that every day. And so let's break it down. You're you're in your closet. You're at the thrift store. What's the first thing you have to do to own it? So, So I very much have struggled with that. I feel like, you know how we're attracted to whoever, like, you know, if we're attracted to men or women or just whatever, you it's just, just like an attraction. It, yeah. You feel it. Like, that's how I feel with clothes is like an attraction. It's like something that kind of calls me. And so I think you have to let go and, and be in a mindset of like, this is all about me. And this is all about me expressing myself through whatever and okay so you're you're there and what you're doing then is you're sort of using your senses to listen to the garments right like yes okay, so if there's a pattern that grabs your eye go touch it yes if there's a style that you see somebody in the store wearing go try to find items that look like that that yes. you like right yes. and just, just try it just Push yourself that one little second further. Yes. Okay. And and just have no shame about it. Like be unapologetic about it is what I would want to say is just unapologetically wear whatever the fuck you want because you deserve it. Okay. So then you, you get the stuff you've got, you got like, okay, I'm buying the shirt, even though three people in my head are saying you can't do that. Yes. Just yes. One person in my head is saying it's fine yes. because Levi and Angelique told me it was fine. <laughs> I can wear what yes. I want. So you get yes. home and you go through the stuff and then you're just flooded with regret and shame because the other three voices win. What do you do? I want to go and hug those babes and just oh, be there with them. Yeah. But okay. Let's do that. You like, I imagine just, that Lavi and Angelique are there. Yes. And we're and hugging I, you. Yes. And it's just like, babe, I am your permission slip. Here yeah. it is. You need a permission slip. Here it is. Yes. I will sign and date because you have permission yeah. to express yourself and wear whatever you want and you deserve it. And guess what? Your opinion matters more than anyone's. And realizing that for me has changed my life. Like my opinion, why do I care about anyone else's opinion more than mine? Right. How? Like my opinion is, it is on top. Like it is the first, it's the most important. And I used to like, my style of evolution has been insane because I used to be Mormon and I'd have to dress modestly. And I would always want to wear like clothes that were immodest and I couldn't. And once I left the religion, I was able to wear whatever I wanted. And I really embraced my style and feeling like I look in the mirror and I get emotional because I'm like, I look exactly how I want to. It's like, yes, you, you have to create that freedom in your mind. Yes. And I have been, I just want to say to anyone listening, like I have been so low and felt so unlike worthy of anything, especially looking the way I want. Like I have been there and owning who you are and loving yourself through it is magical. And it's hard. It's so hard. It's been years. I've on a self-love journey for four years now, but I just want to say that you are worth it. You are a hundred percent worth it. it. Yeah. It's not like you read the book or you get the message and you're done. Yeah. Like you literally, like I'll go through my Instagram feed sometimes, like looking for something, like somebody will say, oh, can I see a picture of your shoe closet or whatever? And I'm like, oh, I have that in my feed somewhere. 
And yeah. inevitably, I'll run across some pictures where I'm like, oh, girl, you should delete that. And I'm like, yeah. no, calm nope. down. Nope. Calm down. You're just feeling something. What are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? Yes. Yes. What do you need to be okay with this moment? I love that so much because I think we've all had that moment of like, oh shit, do I delete this? And I have started like, cause I used to delete all the time. And now I'm like, nope, that was me being vulnerable. And if people don't accept that, then that's on them. And I yep. am belonging to myself. So, you know, we should just leave the listeners with something they can say to themselves when they look at the mirror and they are just full of, I can't do this. Like, I know one thing I say to myself is, you're amazing. I just look yes. at myself when I'm full of angst and fear. Yeah. And I say, you're amazing. You're, you're so fun. Go have yes. a fun time. Yes. And I just push myself out the door. Like yes. with, with some real positive encouragement. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you say to yourself? So I now look in the mirror and I, I kind of like flirt with myself. It's kind of weird because I have a crush on myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think you look exactly how you are meant to look. Yeah. Like this is exactly how you should look because it's myself. It's me. And so I just really want to encourage everyone to let go of anyone else's opinion. Anyone else's. This is all about you. This has nothing to do with your spouse or your best friend or your ex or right. your mom or your family, anything. This is about you. Oh, I'm glad and you ha- said that. I'm so glad you said that. It's true. It's true. It, it is. It, this is yeah. all about you and your experience and your whatever you are passionate about. So you, we talked about values earlier. Yeah. Um, happy. I found being happy is living your values. And I'm sure you know yep. that. So if your value is to belong, like love, self-love, right? Family, all these things are our values. And depending on how, how much we're pursuing them is how happy we're going to be. So if you are living your values, which things you value might be like football or lipstick or something deeper like family. But for me, like style is a huge value of mine. It's, and that's okay. Like in the religion I was in, they used, they told me my values. Like I would have to say them every Sunday. And then I realized like, wait, what are my actual values? Like, what do I actually value? Yeah. What do I think makes the world a good place? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like what is my value? And for me, I love for style. Like I love dressing bold. And I've had so many people say, "Uh, you have inspired me to wear this. Like, I feel like I can wear this now because of what you wear. And that's, that's all I want to do is just give people permission to be themselves with like, cause when I, I feel the best when I am like, like I wear tiaras, I am 34. I, <laughs> you're the queen. I, you I are living. Queen. I am living. And like, people are probably like, what the fuck is this girl doing? Like that is for kids. No, I want to, if I want to wear a tiara, I'm going to wear a tiara. And like, I used to be like, no, it's too flashy. It's too much, but no, I belong to myself. And I get to wear and look however I want. And ever since I've done that, it like authentically and vulnerable and and vulnerability. No, vulnerable. I don't know the word I'm trying to find. Vulnerably. 
Yes, that's <laughs> it. You got it. Therapist <laughs> life. Therapist <laughs> life. <laughs> that's um, a tough one. It's hard to say. <laughs> it is. I was like vulnerable, vulnerability. All of that. Uh, all of it. <laughs> um, I, the way I've been embraced and accepted has been insane. It's been like life-changing. Like since I've yeah. embraced my style and myself, the people that have gravitated towards me and the people that I have in my life, I have never felt more loved and supported and like, just li- like full of, full of like life and love from being vulnerable and that's so, and authentic. That's just so fascinating. I think too, it's like, um, in psychology. Yeah. So I do a lot of values based therapy and yeah. Values are virtues, basically. So the virtues are things we strive for, right? So if you value style or lipstick or all these things, right, football, underneath that is something very critical to you that makes the world a good or bad place. And so Mm -hmm. if you want to know what your values are, you just have to – here's what I always tell my clients because I like to be funny in therapy is Mm -hmm. I say figure out what pisses you off. And then work backwards from there. I love that so much. It's so easy to know what makes you mad. It's super easy. So if you hate waiting in line like I do, what Mm -hmm. does that mean? Well, it means I'm impatient. Uh, So what do I value that would make me impatient? It's certainly not patience. I don't value that. (laughs) Right? So what is it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I value efficiency. And so that I'm waiting in line just upsets me because I feel like life is being really inefficient and somebody needs to be hanged, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It has nothing to do with anyone or anything except my own idea about what makes the world a good or bad place. Yes. And so all those voices in your head, if you can figure out who they belong to, you can ask yourself, wait, is that their value? Are my values. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that so can much. be really, really helpful when you're standing in the mirror and you're going, you look like a poser or you look like a clown. You can, <laughs> you can ask yourself, wait a minute, whose voice is that? Yeah. Yes. And what is because, that person judging me on? Right. Cause it's ba- honestly, I feel like it's based off of other people's insecurities. Like I feel like sometimes when I'm deeply human and vulnerable or where would I, what I wear and I get haters or, I mean, I don't get a lot of haters. I get a lot of lovers. I mean, not like lovers, but I mean, people who love me. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> you get me. I once, I was wearing these like rainbow sequin pounds. Oh my God, I'm dead. I love it. So awesome. I was, and I, there was these girls laughing at me in the park and I went up and I go, what's, what's so funny? Like, why, why are you laughing? They were just like, we thought your pants were just like amazing. And I was like, yeah, they are like, I, and I don't know where I was going with that, to be honest. Well, let me tell you a story and then we'll move on to the thrift questions. I I actually (laughs) really like that story. It reminds me of, I think a very seminal moment in my return to self journey. And this is when I was about 32 I, I went to college in my 30s. So I've, oh, I've wow, always done everything girl. way behind because I no, had an identity am- crisis when right. I was 20. But um, Same. yeah, so I went to college in my 30s. And um, I, I lived in the neighborhood that I went to community college at because I was poor too. Uh, yes. Community college was the only way I could go to college. So I would walk to school every day. 
Mm-hmm. And I would walk from my house up like four blocks and there were stop signs and it was really right by the campus. So there were lots of traffic and people driving around looking for parking spots and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Right. So I was wearing this really cute outfit that I, of course <laughs> thrifted and I, you know, Obviously. had these banging like platform <laughs> shoes on and big ponytail. You know, I was just rocking yes, my thing. Of course. And this car, I had to walk across the crosswalk and this car was stopped there and it had these two girls in it and they were looking at me and looking at each other and laughing and chatting and looking back at me. And 20 year old identity crisis me felt a lot of shame and fear. Yeah. Right. And I felt humiliated and sad and like I should go home and change. Right. Yes. And right in that moment, I just stood dead still in the crosswalk and I looked right at them. And in that moment, I reclaimed my mind and I said, (sighs) they love my outfit. And I waved and I smiled and I kept walking and something changed in me where I just finally felt like that little girl again that just wanted to be herself mm-hmm. and just was really free and excited to try things. Yes. It just, it all broke open. Because I love that. Right then I decided, uh-uh, it doesn't Mm-mm. matter what they're doing. It matters nope. what I think they're doing. Uh, yes. So and I, I get I, it. I, yeah. Anytime someone would look at me, I used to always think they are judging me. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, they probably like love my outfit or they think I'm cute. They or, think like, I'm adorable. They think I'm yes. amazing. I, yes. They think I'm amazing. Like, oh yes, I, I am here for this. Like, yes, I'll wave to you. I'll give you love. Like, yes, I am here. But yeah, I think like really, and I went and talked to them because they were laughing and I was like, why are you like, I, I literally went and called them out and I was like, I'm so okay. calling like, myself out right now. Yeah. I was and I was like okay I need to realize like it actually doesn't matter about anyone's opinion of this people I think give people the benefit of the the doubt because a lot of times feeling judged is just a reflection of your own fear or your own shame and you know the, the biggest thing that I think in that moment that I reclaimed was the space to be myself because look I didn't have those fears for no reason and right. We're not saying that you're making them up. What we're saying is no. that they're the past. Yes. It happened in the past. And if you want the future to be different, you have to reclaim the now. Yes. So yes. there you go. Thrift I styled. Thrift styled love. <laughs> nice. Good job. Thank you. You're amazing. I think you're amazing. We're I, amazing. Like, we're amazing. Everyone, listeners, if you're listeners, you are amazing. You're amazing. We're amazing as is. You are as is right now. Right now, this second, doesn't matter what you're doing, where you are, you are worthy of everything, of belonging, yep. of style, of love. You are worthy. And learning mm-hmm. that for me, because I had the whole checklist of things that I needed to do to be worthy. And I was like, oh, actually, wait, I'm actually worthy right now, this second. Good. And that that changed my life. So that's I just it. Want to tell you. Stand in the mirror and say that I am worthy of change right now. Right now. Right there's now. no, there is no checklist. There's no, there's nothing you need to do. You don't need to lose 10 pounds. You don't That's need right. to like get the promotion. You don't need to get the guy or the girl. You are worthy right, right now. This second. Yeah. I love it. Okay. You, We're going to do the thrift level questions. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm ready, girl. All right. How often? Oh, okay. So 
um, summer is yard sale season for me, which is like the biggest high of my life because I will not pay a dollar for anything more. Like, so I always just grab things and I'll be like, will you take $10 for this pile of things? I'm such a bargainer, um, or barter, I don't know. So, um, so literally Saturday mornings are like sacred for me because I, the Friday night, I will plan out all my yard sales and like rank them to like, like, and I'll research them. <laughs> I'm so crazy, but I will spend $20 and literally get thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And so I am all about those yard sales. So summer season, take advantage because it's going to be way lower cost than, um, actual thrift stores. Oh my God. That's uh, I'm so jealous. If I were a morning person, I would yard sale my ass off on Saturdays. Oh, I literally like, I'm not a morning person, but I go to bed early Friday night and then like, I'll set my alarm. I, I go at 6am. Oh my God. To, like, I know. I, I know. <laughs> I do it because I'm addicted and it's like my new addiction that I love. That's I think is a healthy addiction. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it's, I, it, it's actually a high for like, I literally get a high from it. Awesome. And so I'm about, I'm all about that yard sale life during that season. Like, like if you can yard sale, yard sale, because you, like I have found unreal things. And I will spend like $10 and just get like the most amazing stuff. So I go at least once a week, um, thrifting. I, um, I, so savers is my jam. I love savers or value village, depending on where you live. So they have the best stuff because for me in Utah, they have the most amazing stuff. DI, I'm not like the biggest fan of clothing wise. I'll buy like home good stuff there. I think that's true in every place. Like you just figure out which stores ha- are which kind of honeypot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, here's Salvation Army. It's, like, a good place to go for furniture. Wait, where and do you live? I live in Texas. Can I come thrifting with you? Absolutely. I, like, want to book a trip to come and just, you know, we got to go come thrifting do together. It. Okay. I have a spare room and a <laughs> pool, and we can have a good time. Ah, I'm, so de- I'm so here for that. Okay. Dead. So when you go yard sailing or thrifting, do you take a list or are you spontaneous? Like what, what's your eye doing? So I'm such a manifester. And so to those who don't know that it's like the secret, basically like putting out in the universe, like your intention or what you want and then receiving it. Cause I trust the universe a lot. And so, um, I will make a list. Like, so I will like map out where I want to go. But I also like, if I see a sign, like, so I'll have like addresses and I'll have it in my GPS. But if I see a sign that says like yard sale, I'll like veer off. And a lot of times I just like, I set my intention before I go. <laughs> so I say the prayer to the thrifting gods and I'm just like, um, please like help me find amazing things that make me happy and bring me joy. I call them joy pieces, but oh, so cute. I love it. So um, and I build up an inventory. So when I style people, there's like, so I buy all sizes and then I style people with the clothing that I have. But, um, so yeah, I, I do make a list, but I also trust the universe to like, take me to where I need to go. <laughs> do you ever get that thing where like, there's an aura around a certain rack or like, yes, it's calling to you. It's like whispering it calls me your Moana name. style. Yes. <laughs> It's so cuckoo. It's the weirdest. No, it like, but yeah, I'm very much like, I don't know what to call it. I don't need it. Well, I call them thrift gods because I'm an atheist. I have no explanation for these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so clearly the next question is thrift gods. So yes. 
Yes. So what are your thrift gods like? Like I have like little island statues in my mind, like in the forest. Like, okay, it's kind of Blair Witch style. Got it. You're like hiking with your friends and you enter a clearing and there's like all these shit hanging in the trees and like weird statues and you're like oh the thrift gods and and (laughs) there's clothes everywhere (laughs) I love it that's what's your vision of the thrift gods so I'm all about goddess I'm all about thrift Ah. goddess so um she's just beautiful and purple and magical and she just guides me to all the thrifted clothing (laughs) so she's like a purple angel or something she is like it's just this like glowy like purple like aura kind of thing I believe I in a goddess that has my back and um she just she just guides me to all the all the things that I want and she and I believe everything happens for a reason and that like I don't know I I feel like I just decided that I'm gonna get a thrift god tattoo like (gasps) wait can we get matching tattoos well, mine are going to be some weird statues. <laughs> you should get like a the thrift goddess. fairy or something, you know, like I a should. purple fairy or something. Oh my gosh. Like okay. Tinkerbell, but purple. Yes. I actually, okay. So my daughter's obsessed. So we have watched all the Tinkerbells and she is seriously like the biggest badass. And she does, she's like, gets knocked down and just gets up and she like, uh, yeah, I would, t- I'm all about a Tinkerbell um, tattoo right now. I'll there you purple. go. <laughs> So when you go, do you go alone or you go with friends? Alone. Because, well, okay. So I do. So I went with my friend Tanner, who you guys, he has changed my life. I love him so much. Um, he has like a ex-Mormon um, YouTube channel. Anyways, yes, I love him. So I went with him and did YouTube because he has a pretty big following. And we, um, that was kind of introducing my YouTube but, um, so check it out. It's Elf on the Shelf. I think all, like, hardcore thrifters have to go alone when they're doing their serious business. But oh, yeah. it sounds like there's space for friends, too. Well, so I'm all about, like, when I go alone, like, because I once took a bunch of friends because they were like, teach us how to thrift. And I was so jealous for <laughs> best things. I was pissed. I was like, if I was here, I would have had that. And so, <laughs> so like selfishly <laughs> selfishly like I will if, unless it's a client and I'm getting paid to yeah. like you know take them but I am always I always go alone I'll go with my kids sometimes but um mostly always alone I'm so selfish that way because I am like I am gonna be so jelly if you get something that I could have had I this do a my... thrift <laughs> no I totally get it I do a thrift <laughs> bag service to to support the podcast, like you can sign up as a Patreon, just like a dollar or whatever. But yeah. if you do a thrift bag, like you want to support the show, you can give me like 30 or 40 bucks and I'll send mm-hmm. you a, like, you know, three to five thrifted items every month. Yeah. And oh sometimes God, the amazing. things I find, I'm just like, oh my God, I want to keep it. I know. <laughs> yeah, so with styling and me, like when yeah. I do polls for people, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know, but it's so great because, like, a lot of times the things that I love aren't in my size, and now I don't have to leave it. I can take it with me, and then I can send it out in the world. It feels like, (gasps) oh, yeah, I feel like a museum curator or something. It's amazing. I feel upside down side. Yes, I just feel like I this is I'm just such a I don't know what to call it, but I always try to put good energy into the clothes. Can I tell a story? Yeah. So I was in the mental hospital and because of a suicide attempt 
And outside my room, there was this woman crying on the phone saying how cold she was and that she needed sweatpants and she didn't even know she was going to impatient. Like she, it was like someone just sent her there and she was crying like hysterically. And I looked, I was reading a book and I looked on my bed and I had these pair of sweatpants I paid $2 for and they were so cozy. And I looked at them and thought like, I am so grateful. I had my experience in these but now I'm going to put my energy into them and give love to it. And so I just walked outside my door and I just handed them to her. And she looked at me and I was like, here you go, hon. And she got emotional and was yeah. like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And like the, the fact that I was able to, to yeah. do that and like put my energy into it and give love to it. And hopefully like that she could have a part of that. It was for me, like, I feel like giving like that is just like magic. Like, it, and I'm not trying to like brag and be like, ah, look at me. I like give clothes away for free when people are having a hard time. No, I'm, I'm so great. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I just, it was, it was a really cool experience. And ever since then, I'm like, when I donate clothes or when I try to get, give like love and energy into the clothes, because I really do feel like I want people to have a part of like, of my energy and my love. Oh, that's so great. I love it. That's a great thrift story. My next question was, what's your seminal thrift story? Like, what's your best or worst? Is that it? Ooh. Do you have another <sighs> one? I'm we love thrift stories. We love thrift, thrift stories. Therapy. Yeah, here at Thrift Therapy. It's our favorite. Okay, so, um, like, best finds or, like, stories behind it? I'm trying to think. Well, I so- always think, like... You know, what's that moment that whenever you think about thrifting, that story comes to your mind, you know? Like, I have so many thrift stories, and some yes. of them are just bizarre, you know? Right. So I um, – so my number one thought is just that when I – that five-year-old girl who found that toy who thought it was unattainable. Like, yeah. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, I can get things for $2 that are worth – so much more. And so, it's, yeah, it's like a star is born, but instead it's yes. a thrifter. <laughs> yes. It just like, I was just like, holy shit. So, um, oh, all the That's thrift a stories. Good I, yeah. I'm just, I, I, can I tell a yard sale story? Cause that yes, was like, I love insane. it. Okay. So I went yard selling and I found this yard sale. I, I manifested it. It had all designer clothes. Uh, all tags attached. Like, I'm uh, not kidding. There were like 80, like there, it was express. It was like urban outfitter stuff. It was like anthropology. And I bought $60 worth of like, I paid a dollar for each thing tags attached and literally like, like Victoria's secret, like all these brand names. It was like, I literally, and oh my gosh, these shoes, these Steve Madden shoes are so there. It was just like uh, the most magical yard sale and I was in utter disbelief like I'm like how 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 and I get so many compliments on this stuff and I'm like this was a dollar this was a dollar and so they wanted to charge more but I I went up and I had $60 and I'm like will you take $60 for all of this and it was probably like 100 items so everything I got for probably 50 cents and so they were like yeah we'll take it and it was like I'm not kidding that like those pieces I cannot allow like some of it I have been able to style with but it is like it's just such a memory of like 
this is an $80 piece of clothing that I paid 50 cents for. Like, it's just, it's like it a just dream. Like, yeah. It is a it? dream. It, <laughs> it is. is. A dream. <laughs> I have this reoccurring dream. It's so funny. It's like, um, it, I'll be having any sort of, I have weird dreams, but I'll have this, I'll be somewhere doing something and I'll be on some kind of journey in the dream. Like I'm going somewhere like to a concert or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, along the way, this is the reoccurring part. I get distracted and I go to like a flea market with a hot dog stand and they invite (laughs) me behind the whatever, whatever it is in that particular dream. It's behind a curtain, behind the hot dog stand, behind a car. Yeah, And then I'm in a room that is floor to ceiling shoes. And oh. I can take anything I want. No. I can take it. And I, I wake up dream. before I choose anything. <laughs> really? I oh. know. It's so oh. funny. <laughs> but that's what that's like. It's like yes. when you find like a honey pot or something that's just giving you everything you want. It's like you're in some kind of dream. Like you can't, you can't really tell if you're awake or not. Yes. <laughs> no, I like, get so like... Um, one of my exes was like, it is like you are on cocaine right now or like you were on like a drug. Like euphoria. It is like, and I get like, so like, I, I truly, that is like my new, like that helped me with my recovery with, because I got addicted to pain pills, but, um, that was a huge thing after rehab that had like really saved my life is that high, those highs in life that give you life and give you purpose and make you feel like alive. Ooh, those can are the we uh, can we call the episode "Thrifting Saved My Life"? Yes, I think yes, that please. would be amazing. I think we need to, but it truly, it truly has because I am so passionate about it, and like it really, like instead of like getting drunk or like being crazy on Friday night I want to sleep so I can wake up to to like to go yard selling and having that purpose and having that presence too on Instagram and being like giving people permission like it really has brought so much purpose to my life and anyways yeah I'm so happy to be a small part of it. Thank you. You're a big part of it. Of course. I, you're just amazing. I've loved talking to you. Oh my God. I had the best time. I can't wait to meet you in real life. So happy to have you on. Thank you so much. This has been, it has been such a privilege to share my story and hopefully that I can help at least one person just to feel confident and feel self-love and to be a permission slip to people that they can be themselves unapologetically. And I can't wait to meet you at IRL. Yeah. And reach out to us. Where can people find you so they can uh, continue this conversation with you over the interwebs? Yes. So it's at thrifts, thrift underscore store underscore stylist on Instagram. And then on YouTube, which is new, I only have three episodes, so it's fine. Or three videos. <laughs> Um, it is thrift store stylist. If you go on Instagram, you can click the link in my bio and it will take you to my YouTube. So do that and then subscribe, please. Cause I am trying to build that up. Okay. And you can send me some links and I'll put them in the show notes for everybody. Oh. Just make it easy for them. You're the best. And you can yes. always get a hold of me. Listeners on uh, Instagram is super easy. You can follow the thrift therapy underscore outfit of the day OOTD or just their therapy pod we want you to feel good about yourself so come join us over on Instagram land 
And we post pictures constantly of what we're wearing so that we can spread the self-love, not because we're egotistical. We just really want women to feel amazing. This has been a great talk. Okay, hon. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, bye, hon. We have come to the end of this thrift adventure. Thanks for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcatcher. And if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon or Anchor FM, searching Thrift Therapy. Or feel free to visit thrifttherapypod.com for a one-time donation using PayPal. My website is where I also have extended show notes with pictures for each episode. If you're feeling extra excited about the show, please rate and review on iTunes and tell a friend. I'll meet you back here in two weeks to talk more thrifting. Stay thrifty, everybody. The audio mastering for this podcast is by Kane Power at precisionpodcasting.com. 